Children are dreamers, living in a world of fantasy, where anything is possible. Just ask a child what he wants to be when he grows up, and you'll get the most fantastic and unrealistic response imaginable. I'm going to be an astronaut fireman, so I can save people on the moon. They live within the infinite, the realm of endless possibility. However, as children grow up, they begin to experience the struggle of reality, where their notions of the infinite become challenged. Imagine a child lying on a grassy field, gazing into the nighttime sky. As he stares up into the stars, he thinks to himself, look at how enormous the universe is. The sky just expands endlessly. It must go on forever. And after sitting with that thought for a few minutes, he becomes uncomfortable. How, how can anything go on forever? Everything must stop eventually. But after a few moments of accepting this now comfortable realization, he's again bothered by his thoughts. But how can the universe stop? What else could there be? It has to go on forever. And so this inner conversation continues. As the child grapples with the inner struggle of contemplating the infinite within his own finite mind, this child struggle is not only a childish one, it's a challenge that confronts any finite being who tries to connect to the infinite. We are all faced with this question. How do we, as physical beings, transcend these finite dimensions? How do we relate to the abstract, to the infinite, to the spiritual? So let us approach this question through the lens of Sfiras Omer, the counting of the Omer. We are commanded to count the days between Pesach and Shavuos, a period known as Sfiras Omer. At first glance, this can be understood on a very simple level. As we head towards Ma'an Torah, eagerly anticipating the acceptance of the Torah, we excitedly count down each day towards our expected destination. I mean, this can be compared to a countdown towards one's wedding, or, or a vacation, or some other exciting event. However, there's a feature of the Sphiris Omer count that is markedly different. Rather than counting down towards our destination, we count up from our starting point. We don't mark how many days we have left until Shavuos. We count how many days have elapsed since Pesach. So what's the meaning behind this strange count? And furthermore, what does counting accomplish? Why does our counting result in Ma'an Torah? Why is it so catastrophic if you miss a single day of counting? So here's the answer. In truth, we're not counting towards Ma'an Torah. We are building towards it, one day at a time. We do not wait for Shavuos to come. We bring it ourselves through the time and work we invest as we count the Omer. If Shavuos and Ma'an Torah was a skyscraper, then each day of the Omer would be a brick. Every day is another brick we place in our building, another day where we get to work on ourselves. And the reason we can't miss a single day of the Omer is because every single day, every single brick is essential. Ma'an Torah won't come after 
for the 49 days. It will come because of them, built by them. And this is why we count up. We're not counting down to Ma'an Torah. We're building towards it, one day at a time. And this understanding of Sfiras Omer sheds light on the Ramban's enigmatic approach to the counting of the Omer. He maintains that women are obligated to count the Omer because it is not a mitzvah's asay shazman grama, a time-bound mitzvah. So how do we understand this? Because Sfiras Omer, a counting of each specific day between Pesach and Shavuos, seems like the epitome of a time-bound mitzvah. However, a deeper understanding of Sfiras Omer allows us to understand the Ramban's opinion. In general, a time-bound mitzvah is an opportunity to tap into a certain power of time that already exists at that moment. On Pesach, when we eat matzah, we tap into the power of freedom, a pre-existing reality, and the same principle applies to all time-bound mitzvahs as well. But during Sfiras Omer, we're not tapping into a pre-existing time. We are creating time. When we count the Omer, we don't tap into the reality of the Omer. We create it. Time isn't creating the Omer. We are. And this is why Shavuos is not assigned a date. It's not tied down to a specific day. Rather, it is the 50th day that stems from the 49 days we have counted. Not simply because it is the 6th day of Sivan, but because we bring it into existence. And this is why Shavuos literally means weeks, which also shares the same root as Sheva, seven. Because it is the seven weeks that we count which creates this Chag. So after developing an understanding of Sphiris Omer in general, let's try to focus on a few specifics of the count itself. Why don't we count the very first day of the Omer? which occurs on the first day of Pesach. And, and in the same sense, why don't we count the 50th day of the Omer? The Torah ex- says explicitly, Tisperu chamishim yom. You shall count 50 days. So why do we count only 49? And furthermore, the period of Sphiris Omer that we build today parallels the 49-day process that the Jewish people went through upon leaving Egypt, upon leaving Mitzrayim. So what's the root of this process? Why is it specifically 49 days long? The Arizal, the Ramchal, the Vilna and many other Jewish thinkers explain as follows. They explain that every process contains three stages. The first stage is the high, the inspiration, an experience of perfection and clarity. However, this first stage is fleeting and is followed immediately by a dramatic fall, a complete loss of everything experienced in the first stage. The second stage is a process of rebuilding what was first experienced, working and building towards that initial perfection. There is then a third stage, which is a return to that original perfection of the first stage. However, this third stage is fundamentally different than the first. It is the same perfection, the same clarity, but this time, it's a perfection and clarity that you have earned. The first time it was given to you, it was a gift, it wasn't real. Now, you have worked to build it for yourself. And the first night of Pesach was the gift, an experience of infinite transcendence. 
this night was characterized by Makas Bechorus, a plague which Hashem himself performed, Yitzias Mitzrayim, and the mitzvos of Korban Pesach and Brismila, mitzvos which connected the Jewish people to a higher dimension of existence. However, what followed was a complete fall from this exalted level of transcendence. The Jewish people faced 49 days in the desert, a place of spiritual emptiness. It was during these 49 days of counting, of building, that the Jewish people were able to rebuild and earn that initial transcendent gift. What resulted from those 49 days of building was Shavuos, Ma'an Torah, an experience of transcendence, of infinity of the world to come. This is why the Karman Omer is a sacrifice of barley, a food described by the sages as animal fodder. The Shavuot sacrifice is Shnei Halechem, a, a sacrifice of bread, a food characterized by the sages as human food. Because before the counting of the Omer, we were on a low spiritual level, the level of animals. But after spending the 49 days of the Omer counting and building ourselves, we rise to the transcendent spiritual level of Tzalem Elohim, worthy of experiencing Ma'an Torah. So perhaps this is why there were two loaves of bread, one representing the original gift on the first night of Pesach, and the second representing that which we earned after 49 days of building. But we don't count the first night of Pesach. Why? Exactly because of this reason. Because the first night of Pesach was a gift, something unreal, unearned. Counting represents a building, and the building process only begins on the second day of Pesach, once the gift has been lost. So let us now turn to our next question. Why is the counting of the Omer specifically 49 days long? The days of the Omer set us up for Shavuos, for Ma'an Torah. So what's the significance of this number, 49? In order to understand this, we have to recall a principle that we've developed previously. The Maharal explains that seven is the number of the natural. All physical and natural components of this world are comprised of sevens. There are seven days in the week, seven notes in the musical scale, seven colors in the spectrum of light. And if seven is the number of the physical, eight is that which goes beyond seven, that which transcends the physical. This is why bris mila is performed on the eighth day. We transform the most physical and potentially animalistic organ into a vehicle of holiness and transcendence. And the same theme of eight is why the miracle of Hanukkah lasted eight days. It is why the miracle came through Shemet, oil, a word which has the same root in Shoresh, and is the same concept as Shmona, eight. This is also why Sviras Omer is a seven-week process of seven days each. We build level by level towards transcendence, towards the infinite, towards the eighth week, Ma'an Torah. However, why is it that seven and eight represent these concepts? There's also another interesting feature of the Omer, which is the emphasis on counting each day. This suggests that Sviras HaOmer is one long mitzvah, complete only if each of the 49 days are counted. However, Lahalacha, we make a bracha on each separate day of the Omer, suggesting that each one is a mitzvah in its own right. 
So how do we reconcile this apparent inconsistency? So to understand all of this, we need to first explore two different levels of order. Rav Dessler describes two different types of order. The first is a practical one, where the order facilitates access and usability. For example, a library is organized according to a system that allows one to access each piece of information efficiently. Without an ordered system, it would be hard to benefit from a giant collection of books. You wouldn't be able to find anything. The order, therefore, provides access and usability. But there's a second level of order, one in which the pieces of a structure come together in a specific way so that the whole transcends the sum of its parts. For example, a radio is composed of a bunch of pieces, none of which is too valuable on its own. But when these pieces are put together in just the right way, something emanates from those pieces, a radio signal. And this level of order is fundamentally different from the first form of order. Regardless of their organization, each book in a library maintains its individual worth. Nothing greater results from their order. However, even in a system of the second order, it's only when all the pieces come together in the exact right way that something truly valuable results. Now we can try to understand the numbers seven and eight. We live in a three-dimensional world. However, this really refers to the six directions of space, right, left, up, down, forwards, backwards. That's six sides of a three-dimensional cube. Interesting, though, the six sides don't automatically result in a three-dimensional cube. The six sides can be lying face down on the floor, comprising nothing. The seventh refers to that which connects all the pieces together into a single unit. This is the unifying factor that creates a physical form and vessel out of the six disparate parts. The eighth refers to that which transcends the sum of the pieces, the transcendent aspect that emanates from the level of seven. Six represents the physical pieces, such as the days of the week. Seven represents that which connects the physical pieces together, connecting the physical to the spiritual, such as Shabbos. And eight represents that which transcends the physical, such as Brismila and Hanukkah. And this is why we count 49 days. During Sphira Omer, we build from the finite to the infinite, from the physical to the spiritual. And this is the journey from 6 to 7 to 8. 49 is the ultimate expression of 7, since every single digit within 7 is also made up of 7. The numbers 1 to 7 are each made up of 7 parts, and that's 7 times 7, which equals 49. We are not only trying to reveal the concept of seven, but also the seven within the seven. And of course, even the seven within the seven is made up of seven, ad infinitum. But once you've established a principle, you don't need to go further. And we can now explain why we don't count the 50th day of the Omer. While six represents the pieces and seven represents that which connects the pieces together, the eighth represents that which transcends the pieces, that which emanates from the pieces. The eighth of 49 is the 50th. 
And we can't count the 50th since we can't build it. The 50th is the result of everything we've built and constructed during our 49 days of counting and building. The 50th day, Shavuos, Ma'an Torah, is the result of all the pieces coming together, of all of Klai Yisrael bonding into a oneness. And what is the result? The result is Ma'an Torah. A transcendent experience of connection with Hashem, the infinite, the world to come. And this also sheds light onto why we don't count the first day of Pesach either. The first day is the gift, unearned and unreal. And the next 49 days are the days of building, creating, and earning it ourselves. And the 50th day is the same as that first day, transcendent, uncountable. But this time we've earned it. It's real. It's ours. But in truth, even the 50th day has a dimension of gift to it. But it's only given once we've created the vessel to receive it, after 49 days of building. As the Ramchal explains at the end of Mesilas Yeshurim, The beginning is hard work and the end is a gift. Although we have worked towards the 50th day for 49 days of building and counting, the transcendence we experience on that day transcends anything we could have expected. And this is why we only count 49 days. And this is why it's called Shavuos, weeks, the same root as Sheva, seven. We are building seven weeks and the transcendent 50th, Ma'an Torah, is what manifests from that which we create. This is why the Maharal also refers to Torah as the eighth, as it is Hashem's transcendent wisdom and will, which He bestowed upon us on the 50th day, the eighth week. This also explains the dichotomy between each day of the Omer containing its own significance and the fact that it is one long mitzvah, whereby if you miss a single day, you can no longer count with a bracha. Each piece, each day, contains omni-significance, but only in as much as each day is built correctly, building off of the previous structure and preparing for what is yet to come. Only when each and every one of the 49 pieces are built correctly can the 50th emanate from the pieces, can Ma'an Torah occur. And this unique approach also explains another strange feature of Sphiris Omer. If the purpose of counting the Omer is to count down to Shavuos, why do we count from the Omer? The Omer was brought on the first day of Pesach, while the Korban Shtei Halachem was brought on Shavuos. So why do we count from our point of departure rather than towards our destination? Wouldn't that make more sense? But the answer is that we are counting towards the infinite, towards the transcendent, towards Ma'an Torah. And when you're building up you need to start by building a foundation and then beginning your climb upwards. And the same is true for Sphiras Omer. We're counting towards infinity, towards the 50th. And while it's true that we keep this in mind and we have that goal in mind, the mechanics of actually building towards the 50th require us to build upon our foundation, starting with the first day of the Omer and building our way up from there. And it's also interesting that in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Bahar, we are introduced to another set of six and seven. The six years of working the land and the seventh year of Shemitah. And we are also introduced to another pair of 49 and 50. The 49 regular years and then the year of Yovel, the 50th year. So what's the meaning of this? The answer is that these are all levels of Shabbos. 
As we've explained before, the weekday represents the time of building and creating, while Shabbos represents the cessation of creative activity, whereby we experience everything we've become, everything we've built during the week and during our lifetime. Shabbos is the seventh that connects the six days of the week together and connects us to the eighth, the spiritual, the infinite. And this is why the Gemara and Brachos, Dathnun Zayin, Amen Beis, compare Shabbos to a taste of Olam Haba, Me'in Olam Haba. It's a taste of the world to come, a taste of the eighth, a taste of the infinite. And the next level of this principle is Sfiras Homer. Instead of seven days, we build seven weeks. We build towards the 50th day, which is also the eighth week. And the subsequent level is Yom Kippur, which is referred to as Shabbat Shabbatot. Just as the journey to Ma'an Torah has 50 days, the lunar calendar has about 50 weeks, as 50 times 7 is 350, and there are 355 days in a full lunar year. And the solar year has 365 days in the year. So the Vilna Gon explains in his commentary to Sefer Disneyusa that the Aseris he made to Shuva, the seven days of repentance, serve to connect the lunar year to the solar year, 355 to 365. And just like Ma'an Torah is the 50th day of the Omer, Yom Kippur is an extension of the 50th week of the year, Rosh Hashanah. It is therefore no surprise that the second time we experienced Ma'an Torah was on Yom Kippur, the 50th. And the final level is Yovel, the 50th year where the entire world rests. After 49 years of building and creating, the 50th year is a year of existential transcendence. And this is why the year of Yovel is compared to a full year of Yom Kippur, the Pesukim state that Yovel begins on Yom Kippur. Yovel is that which results from the building of 49 years correctly. It is a full year of Ma'an Torah. And just like the little boy in the introduction, we all struggle to connect with the infinite, to see the spiritual within the physical, to find genuine meaning and purpose in an often turbulent and chaotic world. It can feel overbearing to build a skyscraper. The task is quite daunting. However, the key is to have the general goal in the back of our minds while we focus each day, each moment, on placing this brick perfectly. Each day of the Omer is a new brick, a new part of our journey towards Ma'an Torah, towards the infinite, towards marrying Hashem. And may we be inspired to create something magical as we build towards Ma'an Torah, one day at a time.